Radio's best-kept secret and hottest free agent, Rodney Dion Live. 2019, it's been a hell of a year for screaming rap rock electro-pop mutants Red Hook, and it's only going to get better as they get ready to hit the road later this month, embarking on their first-ever headline tour in support of the release of their new banger, Only Bones. And here to tell us more about it, it is the lead singer of Red Hook, Emmy Mack. Hello and welcome. G'day, thanks for having me. No, thanks for being here, and uh, tell you what, uh, 2019 so far, Triple J Unearthed winners are playing uh, the Sydney leg of the Aussie Download Festival, uh, your first overseas uh, tour, supporting the likes of Three Day Grace. Uh, now, this national headline tour, life's going pretty okay, wouldn't you say? Oh my gosh, it's been insane. It's just been the most bonkers year but in the best way in the best in the best possible way so this is our we're just gearing up now for our fourth national tour this year so we did three national tours in the first three months uh, sorry in the first four months of this year which was just mental and Mm. but this is the first time you know we've got our we've got our big boy pants on we're doing we're doing the headline tour so a bit nervous but very excited now you say your big boy pants. Uh, it is the only Bones uh, tour, and it's going to make its way around the country in late August. Uh, but what can the punters expect? Oh uh, well, look, we've, we're trying to pull out all the stops to make it a little bit special. I mean, like we've we've pimped out the stage. We've got like this new light set up to just try and kind of complement like the insane kind of chaotic energy that we bring to the stage with like some more kind of hectic visuals. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it should be you know a, a bit of a bit of a roller coaster ride of emotion, lots of energy, lots of good vibes. Um, yeah, very excited. If you can't give too much away, I completely understand. But I mean, uh, some bands on tour, you know, they try to experiment with new tracks. Uh, would that be the case on this one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're still quite a young band, like. Um, you know, I know, I know. I was just saying we've we've done four national tours now, but we're still pretty young. We've only released four songs, mm. so I mean, we are playing a forty-minute set. So there's going to be um, a lot of Red Hook songs in the set that uh, people haven't heard before, um, that we may or may not be releasing uh, sometime soon, and yeah, as well as you know, a, a couple of cool little surprises and curveballs thrown in there as well. So it should be a good mix. Any pre-show rituals or quirks? Um, now, you've sort of been at Download uh, Festival in the UK and here in Australia and done, done things overseas. Or just in general, before a gig, is there anything particular that you do or any of the other band guys and mates do? Um, I just stand in a corner and just reflect on my entire life. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> do we no, not really. I, um, I have a, a thing where I'll just sort of... Um, <laughs> this can sound really weird, but I'll just kind of like skull honey like I'll just like I'll just like have heaps of honey because that's good for the vocal cords yeah <laughs> but, and then usually usually I'll, I'll try and be really good like I usually stay like nice and sober um before um before a show but then I'll I'll do maybe a shot or two shots of, of, of vodka or whiskey before just before I go on just which to- is just you know give you a little bit of that little bit of Dutch courage now, I don't know if you heard of the story. I think it was like one of the first times that Bon Scott was performing with ACDC and Angus Young said that he saw like Bon Scott, he had like about six different shots of something. He, he downed those and did a line of cocaine and he just thought to himself, oh. if this guy can just walk out on stage, uh, let a note sing, it's going to be something. Oh, that does not surprise me about Bon Scott at all. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Angus, Angus is the most tame guy ever. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure he will just... 
Um, you know, he just has like a cup of tea. Yes, I confirmed. Like, uh, an oxygen, oxygen machine. <laughs> yeah, a confirmed milk drinker, I'm pretty sure. It is your first national tour. Like you said, the big boy pants are on. Now, this could come with, uh, you know, do you, are you going to have a rider or any particular requests? Like, say, for example, only peanut M&Ms backstage, <laughs> that type of stuff? <laughs> Do you know what? It's so it's so funny. I haven't even thought about that. And we're just coming back from that was one of my favorite things about Europe. Um, and this is, is going to say a lot about me, but I was so blown away by just like they don't have riders over there. They have catering. Like they have full just meals, just like roast dinner, and you know, just fridges stocked full of full of booze. So I think. After, I think that just kind of ruined riders for me forever. Right, yeah. So it's like <laughs> I'm pretty good as long as as long as there's water and maybe a couple of beers. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I was just sort of like trying to reference that. I think it was Wayne's World too when they had a roadie or whatever, and he's like, and Ozzy wouldn't go out on stage unless we found him all brown M and M's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can uh, put that in the Google machine for other people who want to know that reference. Uh, Wayne's World too. There's also a pretty famous one with, um, I think it was when Metallica and Guns N' Roses were touring and James Hetfield got his hands on Axl Rose's rider. And I think there's a really funny video on YouTube of him like reading out all the things that are on the rider. It's like cheese cut into tiny cubes. <laughs> I could imagine Axl and those guys would have some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think you can tell a lot about a band from their rider, but we're pretty basic. We're pretty basic, just a few beers. You want to throw some Doritos in there, like, we'll be stoked. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Speaking with Emmy Mack, she is the lead singer for Red Hook, and they're about to kick off their national tour later this month. But, uh, Emmy, you were previously uh, in a band called Smoking Mirrors, I believe. Uh, but, but Red Hook... <laughs> God, I can't believe you're bringing that up. Yeah, well, that, uh, I well, was, yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> if, if it brings any bad memories, I apologise. But sort of, Red Hook, you guys uh, formed uh, back in 2017. I mean, how did that all come about? Uh, how how Red Hook formed? Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, no bad memories, no bad memories whatsoever. Just like you know, it's when you look back on on things you did when you were younger, yeah. you always ha- there's always a little bit of a cringe factor. Like, a, a few, a few <laughs> which face- is like, no, I, ha- I have nothing but wonderful memories of, of that time. But it was a very very different band. We were kind of a lot more. Uh, it was kind of like a very eighties hard rock vibe. So like lots of riffs, like you know. Get, like explosive guitar solos and like lots of screams and like oh yes and it was just very, it was very much that vibe <laughs> and um yeah like our um so we were all from the central coast and um our guitarist who was one of my really good mates he was from Moi Woi and he um he decided to move to Melbourne with his girlfriend and so after he left we were just like oh man like he was a real shredder and he the kind of stuff that he would play um was something that you wouldn't really be able to find a lot of guitarists that could play it so we were like oh man we're not going to be able to keep sort of playing this stuff so we just started experimenting and started um just started just writing new stuff and going in a bit of a different direction and that's kind of how how red hook was born um was kind of from the ashes of, of that old band and it just kind of mutated into uh yeah like this this thing that sounded completely different to what the old band sounded like but also uh, like i hope sounds kind of different to to anything else that's kind of really out there right now which is kind of what we wanted to do was just kind of um yeah just create a sound that was um that was ours 
No, absolutely. Um, I had some disparaging remarks about Melbourne, but it's a very livable city. Um, but, <laughs> uh, as a band, uh, obviously it sort of come from smoke and mirrors to a degree there, but I mean, do each sort of band member sort of bring their own influences or like of music that now, I guess, forms Red Hook sound? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, so the core, I guess the core songwriting duo in Red Hook is myself and my guitarist, Craig, and he... He was a real sort of sad boy, like he came from a real kind of emo, mm. um, kind of, I guess, like maybe a bit more of a pop punk background, but he still had those kind of like new metal influences as well. Like, you know, he grew up loving um, Linkin Park and and stuff like that. And also he's um, like, he's a, a really amazing producer as well. And he, he listens to a lot of kind of EDM and, and kind of more of that vibe, whereas I've kind of going in a different direction and I'm sort of going through a phase where I'm just like really really into hip-hop right now so right. It's, it's cool like we have a lot of a lot of different influences that you you sort of think might not sort of mesh together but it seems to it seems to work I mean it, it's worked so far we'll, so we'll see how <laughs> see how it goes uh, the music industry, I mean, it can be uh, a, obviously a very cutthroat industry uh, and very male-dominated at times. Uh, I guess mm. as a front woman lead singer, I mean, do you, do you find it difficult or there's any ch- uh, challenges treading through that? Um, it's it's interesting. I mean, look, like um, I, I think, ask any woman in the music industry, and they'll they'll be able to tell you stories of you know the horror stories of being discriminated against or being you know I've been. Uh, like you know, I've I've been mistaken for a groupie kind of more times than I can recall. Like I've been, you know, when you're, you're standing there with your bandmates and they're like, "Oh, sorry, like band girlfriends can't be here," and you're like, "I'm I'm in the band," sort of thing. Like you know, you get you get that you get that kind of prejudice. But at the same time, um, I think it's a really positive time mm. right now for women in the music industry and especially you know especially in the heavier genres which I mean like you said have been traditionally male dominated but um, I think like most most people are legends like you know mm. the, the the majority of people there, there are scumbags out there but mo- most people in music right now especially like in in the scene that I'm in um, there's just so much support for each other like regardless of of gender or any of that stuff and I think there's also it's also a really exciting time with I guess like sort of non-male talents in in the heavier genres like there are so many bands um coming through right now who are just so talented and who are just absolutely kicking goals like um one of our my really good mates band um yours truly uh they're from sydney they're more of a pop punk sort of band but they're just absolutely slaying right now like they came and played download with us they toured in the uk with some 41 like there's also you know stan atlantic there's a central coast band um who are playing with us in newcastle called relica who um played with us in sydney with seven dust they're amazing like there's just there's just like this absolute explosion of talent right now and i think it's it's actually a really good exciting time to be a female in the music industry and, and to be a female um, playing he- playing heavy music. It's it's great. Like, the vibe is, is just so positive and it's, yeah, it warms, warms my, my black little heart. And there's nothing better than women on stage rocking out. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, that's how I think that kind of traditional disparity is going to slowly change is, you know, you know, when you're a little girl, like, I mean, just speaking for myself, there wasn't really, I didn't have a lot of female influences as 
you know, as a as a musician, I mean, um, I looked up to like you know, like Chris Cornell mm. and like Axl Rose and and those sort of guys. Like there wasn't um, there wasn't somebody that I saw and was like, oh, that that girl's like me. Like I could I could do that, you know. And but I think the more we see that, the more we see um, women sort of getting out there and and rocking out and and sending that message to like young girls that like yeah hell yeah you can do this too it's it's we're gonna see that the scales start to kind of tip a little bit more until things are a lot more equal yeah it's a great message that's my prediction absolutely (laughs) people of the central coast particularly they would recognize your voice uh from your news uh reports on (laughs) 101.3 cfm uh nice plug there uh but uh yeah you're also (laughs) a freelance uh you're a freelance music journo uh obviously Mm. being you know in a band but also a big fan of music in general i mean how do you balance that while trying to be a rock star Oh man! Look, you know it's fun trying to get leave off from work when I <laughs> when I just came back from Europe and then was like, "Hey guys, I need some more time off to go on tour in Australia." <laughs> but no, that it's it's great. Like, I mean, I'm I'm really um, fortunate that I have, I guess, um, everybody that I work with really supports really supports me and really supports you know my music career and and um, yeah, they're just they're just. Uh, it's good to be able to work with legends. I mean, in terms of balancing it, it's still something that I am <laughs> that I am that I'm still trying to figure out. Time ma- time management mm. um, for me has definitely been it's a recurring challenge. It's a recurring challenge, and and you know, trying to balance it with with self care and you know, making sure that I, I am getting you know a couple of hours sleep a night because like I went through a time um, earlier this year when I really wasn't I just had so much on my plate and I was it was really and it was really you know it, it definitely took a big toll on my mental health so that's something that going forward I'm, I'm trying to to be like a little bit better at is kind of is trying to sort of do my best at everything but at the same time also prioritize self-care which Absolutely. is which is a a mantra that I would wholeheartedly endorse for for anybody regardless of you know whether you're a musician or or you know just just self self care and making sure you're getting enough rest and and you're treating yourself properly. Now, before we wrap up, Emmy, a bit of a weird question I like to sort of throw uh, at uh, musicians. All right, aliens—they uh, have landed on Earth, and you have to present them with one album. What would it be? Oh man, that is a rough one. Uh, okay, aliens. I reckon um, probably. Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, just because I feel like the aliens would appreciate it. They would appreciate it. I think that's a pretty good choice there. Emmy Mack, she is the lead singer from Red Hook. They're about to kick off their national tour. It is the Only Bones tour. You can get all the deets online, but they're going to be hitting up the Oxford Art Factory in Sydney and the Cambridge and Newcastle. Go check out all the deets online. And uh, where can they find your socials and all the good stuff, Emmy? Yep, so uh, it's facebook.com slash Hook, and you can type... We, at re, we are Red Hook into Instagram or Twitter and find us as well. Emmy Mack from Red Hook, thank you so much. Thanks so much. Have the best time. The best thing since automation. Rodney Dion Live.